This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. That be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks win the basketball game. They don't win the beauty competition because that was not pretty at all at Pfizer Forum tonight. But you get a win, and that's all that matters in in a day like today. New Year's Day. Why are they playing NBA basketball on New Year's Day? It doesn't matter. You were able to enjoy it at Pfizer Forum, and I'm here to talk about it with you after the game. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out. Big and Save Probes postgame show. We're driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. We broadcast live out of the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios. You can join us at 414-799-1250. You can also tweet the show at 1057 FM The Fan. I'm at Bill Schmidt Radio as well. Matt Velasquez will join us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel once he's done talking to Bucks players and head coach Mike Budenholzer after the game. We're also going to hear from Radio Joe Zenzola, the fans' own Radio Joe Zenzola live out in Pasadena, California. So we'll mix it. We'll talk a little bit of Bucks. We'll talk a little bit of Badgers as they have a difficult loss today in the 106th annual Rose Bowl game out in Pasadena, California. One in the Wisconsin Badgers, the, the mistakes they made ended up coming back to bite them in the rear end tonight, all but finishing the job for the Minnesota Timberwolves as they had upset on their mind, but the Bucks moved to 31-5 and after a W today. Giannis spectacular again tonight. 32 points, 17 rebounds, and four assists. His 17th game here in 2019-2020 that we hit into now in the new year, 17th out of the first 36 games the Milwaukee Bucks have played Giannis has not only had a double-double, no, he has had a 30-10 double-double. That incredibly impressive. He doubles up the next closest guy in that category, and Giannis just having an incredible campaign as he tries to repeat as NBA MVP. 13 of 22 tonight from the floor, 3 of 7 from downtown. Giannis did hit a couple of clutch shots when the Bucks needed him late. Free throw shooting for Giannis, not great for the entire team. Also, not good, especially late in the game. Milwaukee having a couple opportunities to close this bad boy out. Brooke Lopez, after getting a rebound with about a second and a half left, Minnesota was just not going to go away tonight. They score the first, what was it, seven, eight points of the game. And from jump, you knew this one, nothing was going to come easy tonight. There are a lot of games, and we had a lot of conversations on Monday night where people wanted the Bucks to blow out the Bulls right away. How is this game in single digits towards the end of the game? Tonight was a great example of it. You know how? Because that team's not going to quit. Ryan Saunders has that team playing really, really hard. They were without their two best players tonight in Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. You would not have known from the effort shown by the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. So credit Minnesota first off and foremost, I think, in this whole equation. Did the Bucs play their best game tonight? Absolutely not. Didn't shoot over 45%. Made a quarter of their threes. Only nine of them on the game. Minnesota had nine at one point with about two minutes into the third quarter. 
Bucks had made three threes. It just kept him in the ball game all night for Minnesota shooting the ball from downtown. Minnesota does not shoot the ball particularly well tonight either. Just a, a dirty, ugly game, officiating a major conversation during the game. I thought the refs were brutal tonight, but after what we saw in Pasadena, I'm not going to come on out here and say the refs were any issue in the outcome of this game as they have been across other sports all year long. But the Bucks are going to need games like this. And while it is awesome to have nights where you play a team that is 12 and 20 and you can walk in Giannis plays 24 and a half minutes steamroll through the game those are great and you want those across the the schedule but there's a part of this development for the Bucks in in this 2019-2020 season that I think these tight games and understanding how to be able to finish games that's a major factor into winning into April, May, and June. The Bucks won this game tonight while really not doing any of what I just said. Did they learn how to completely close out and dominate the Timberwolves at the end of the game, possession by possession? No. I mean, Brooke Lopez missed his final two free throws to put the game out of reach continually we're letting Minnesota hang around in this game, hang around, hang around, hang around. I put out at like the five and a half minute mark. Ah, once the puppies are done and the Bucks put this thing out, come talk with me after the game. Minnesota would not go down tonight. The Timberwolves would not lay down. The Bucks had to fight for the full 48 minutes. Yeah, Middleton had to play 33 minutes. Yeah, Giannis had to play more than 30 minutes tonight. Most of your starters did. You were without Wes. But... Throughout the season, you're going to have more nights, I believe, where the Bucks do steamroll through the team that comes in 12 and 19, 12 and 20, 15 games under 500, 10 games under 500. But when you get into April, May, and June, being able to close out games possession by possession towards the end of the night, those are key moments. And, and that... Part of half-court individual ball is one thing that I know on this show we've talked about a lot, wanting to see growth in. Tonight, you maybe didn't see uh, the immediate growth that you would have liked, but the Bucks do find a way to win, they find a way to get it done, and they get out of here by beating those Minnesota Timberwolves and now go 31-5 and five and extend their lead atop the Eastern Conference as they will pretty much all year long. 414-799-1250. If you were at the game tonight, I want to hear from you as well. To me, I don't know exactly what the scheduling has to break down to, but to have basketball on New Year's Day feels a little strange to me. Bucks have done it pretty much, I think, every year that I – can remember working here. I was actually supposed to do this show for Stevie two or three years ago. And I got brutally, brutally sick on New Year's Day. I'm going to share that story with you because uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, got sick on New Year's Day, buddy. Good one. Half and half. So I'll I'll save that story for a little bit later on in the program. You might be right, but also there were some extenuating circumstances that I think I do need to lay out in the campaign of that argument. But that's neither here nor there. That's later on in the program. We're still going to talk to Radio Joe, talk a little bit of Badgers later on in the program. I'll talk Badgers with you as well. If somebody wants to call in and, and gripe about the Wisconsin Badger game, we can talk a little bit about that tonight as well. But the Bucks survive a test against the Minnesota Timberwolves, maybe one they're going to need later on in the year, although it doesn't feel all that good right now. Take you through how this one went down and how the Bucks were able to survive at Pfizer Forum. Next, going to hear from Brooke Lopez, Mike Budenholzer, Joe Zenzola, Matt Velasquez. We got a lot coming up right here on 105.7 FM. The Fan. It's a Big and Safe Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Keep it right here on The Fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench-and-go drive of the game. Need auto parts? 
Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Bucks win tonight in a battle that I don't think a whole lot of us saw coming. And thanks to the officiating we got for an entire 48 minutes. But I was here for it. I, I think there are going to be nights where adversity is going to, to hit you. It's not always going to be just somebody's better than you. Some nights there's going to be that legitimate invisible lid on the basket. Nothing's going to fall. And you got to be able to come out and get a win. If you can do this in December, January, I think it goes a little bit further once you're able to prove that you prove that you can do it in May and June. But building blocks come from that. And being the most complete team in the tournament, yes, that that is the biggest part. The talent that you have on the floor will prevail once we get to the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. But being battle tested, I don't think you can ever say uh, and look over and gloss over the impact of being able to win close games, what that can have to a program. And the Bucks do it tonight in 106-104 victory. Officiating weird all night, sloppy on and off. Uh, Giannis gets into a little bit of foul trouble, but he was spectacular tonight. Everybody else wasn't able to hit for anything from downtown. Bucks starters only hit five threes, three of seven, two of seven, 0 of five, 0 of two. And O of 1, Dante DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, and Eric Bledsoe, the ones to not connect from downtown. You can join us at 414-799-1250. As well, we'll go through this game here tonight. And it started out tough for the Milwaukee Bucks as they were outscored 7-zip to lead out the program. But the Bucks were able to break that seal once Giannis powered some down from Dante. DiVincenzo back to No, and that one went straight through, Jim Paschke. There was actually no question to it. This game gets tight a little bit into the second quarter. Bucks trail 23-19 after the first quarter. They played probably their worst quarter of basketball you've seen all year. And then Brooke Lopez gets one to go and call it Anna Foul. Brooke inside and one. Who would have thought? Finishing at the glass is Brooke Lopez. And then into that second quarter, the Bucks finally are able to take a lead, and it goes into the break. Give it. Yes. Well, he's not happy now. He didn't like what happened from behind that time. And he serves notice. Out of the Kumbo with 11 points, six rebounds, two assists. Bucks start to take off that invisible lid over the basket, and they get themselves a lead going into the break by 152-51 into the third quarter. Giannis starts stepping out from downtown. Giannis walks into one. Yes! He is two for three on triples and has 20 points and 11 rebounds. That gave the Bucks a 10-point lead, one of their biggest leads on the night. It would start to evaporate from there, but Kyle Korver closes out the third. This the defensive play of the game, brought to you by Labor's International Union Local 113. Feel the power online at liuna113.org. Just listen and marvel in the excellence of the 38-year-old picking his spot. Database Diop. Oh, that was knocked away by Kyle Korver. A rear contest, Corver successful with that. Yes, successful with that. The best way to say it, Jim Paschke. A rare contest from Kyle Corver. Pick his, picking his spot and being able to capitalize. I loved it by the KG veteran. I knew that was going to get a run here later on in the program. Bucks into the fourth quarter. It tightens up. It's a five-point game when Giannis slams one down. Excellent defense in the restricted area. As Reed denied Giannis plus. And it stays right there. Back and forth we go. Still a five-point game. Then it's tied up. And Robin Lopez uh, did not like the gusto that Kyle Corver or Jer- sorry, Jarrett Culver put on this one. And Kyle Corver and a few others had to step on in. Pick it up for the Bucks here in this first. Ooh, oh my! Wow, Jarrett Culver. Robin Lopez says, "Don't look at me like that." 
I think the foul is on Minnesota, at least at this point, for taunting. We'll see. But I don't know if they're going to come back on Robin. Yeah, Robin pushed a T. Wolves player at midcourt. Culver teed up. For sure. And that's it. Yeah, that would be it. Robin Lopez gets a little salty when uh, he got it handed to him right there. Uh, bro, you got put in a poster. It's all good. It happens. I mean, it, it happens to the best of us. Don't be salty about it. Just go to the bench. They call the timeout. It'll be all good. Instead, Robin Lopez chases down Culver like he had stolen his uncrustable sandwich at the lunch table in like fourth grade and storms over to tell the teacher that he can't get his lunch. He was fired up. It was amazing. I loved it. We give it some run here as well. But at this point, you're kind of giggling and laughing like, wait a second. Is this game actually getting tight? Giannis tries to shake that back. Is done. He fouls out with 7.06 in the fourth. And the Bucks take it from there. It gets into a six-point game as we get into triple digits when Giannis knocks one back from downtown. Giannis for three. 32 points, 16 rebounds for out of the combo. Bucks would end up finishing at 106-104, tighter than you would like in these games when you play a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's a game that you are going to see uh, less times than than we do, right? I, I believe going forward, these are not going to be common nights where the Bucks struggle with lesser opponents, but back and forth games, I think, can, can treat a team maybe well into the later start of the season and once you get into postseason play. 414-799-1250. I know somebody that disagrees with me on being able to put away lesser teams, and he's right now on the phone line on the Great Midwest Bank hotline, Marcus Landry, joining the program. Marcus, good hearing from you, man. Happy New Year. Man, same to you, same to you. You know I have to call in. How horrible was this game? Tight. Way tighter than we needed it to be and ugly. Very ugly. Once again, our star player in Giannis plays all of these minutes against these scrub teams. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. They're a very good team, very talented, but, man, they just, they play down to the level of competition every time Every time they have to play a team that's not so good. Marcus, you could tell they played down to the competition tonight. Do you think some of that can be in the locker room when you know Wiggins and Cat are not going to be suiting up on the other side? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, being a player, I, I know what that feeling is like. But once again, I said it before, mm-hmm. what makes a, a championship team from, a te- from someone that just wants to make the Eastern Conference Finals is is teams that put these guys away right away, and they're able That's to the and they're able to do it in a in a couple of different ways, right? Like that was some complaints I saw on online and and to people that we were just watching the game with here at the studio was the threes were clearly not getting knocked down. At some point, don't you have to shift a little bit of a game plan and make some of those adjustments? You have to, but you as well as I know, Budenholzer is not a he's not an in game. Uh, decision maker where he just makes big big adjustments. He kind of sticks with his game plan. So thirty now thirty one and five, Marcus. Since we've talked last, uh, where have you seen this Bucks team improve so far? Well, they're just solid. You know, I, I said it before the the NBA season started. I said the teams that are going to be very uh, difficult to play against are the teams that don't necessarily have more than one star. The Bucks have, to me, one star, and they play uh, traditional basketball. They move the ball around. They just they just do things. Other teams like the Lakers, the Lakers they have they have several stars. You can kind of hone in on one or two guys. They're good. They get it done that mm-hmm. way. But the Bucks are very hard to guard with the way they move the ball around, and they're very unselfish. Is that Talking to people earlier today, we, I was at a couple of different parties over the holidays and trying to explain it. Like, they're not a team, as you just said, that they're well-rounded around one star. Can that be a recipe to win in the postseason, or are we just going to have to find out and be a little bit more patient? Well, I think so. And the, and the reason I say that is because I've been watching the, the several games since I've been back now, and in, in crunch time, 
Giannis always steps up to the plate to get something done when, when the game is on the line. Today he hit a big three to put him up, I believe, six. I mean, he's been having more of those moments, more of those MJ-like moments where mm-hmm. he takes the game over in crunch time. He wants the last shot. So that that's that's a very positive look, and it, it, it makes me have confidence in them going into the postseason. What does that do for the other guys in the locker room when they see Giannis taking the ball and taking onus in those moments? Well, because he comes through, it, it just it helps them to rely on him. Rely on him. You you be, you you can have several guys that say, "Well, I know Giannis can't shoot; he won't get it done." So I'm going to take this shot. But those guys seem to rely on him in in, in crunch situations. Marcus Landry joining us here on the Pick and Save Probes post game show. So, Marcus, you at the game tonight? Yeah, I was here with my son today. He's right here next to me, Marcus Junior. He enjoyed the. How was the uh, How was the feel at the game tonight? It was pretty. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. The one one thing that I liked is good for Milwaukee. Even on games like this, where they're not playing against a good team, and Andrew Wiggins is not playing, and um, Anthony Towns not playing, the crowd is still great. There's still a ton of people there. There's not too many empty seats. Well, and it's also cool that we're able to go to these games and people aren't there to watch the opponent, right? Like, there's the, it's not any more of these exactly. Bucks games where you walk into a Bulls Bucks game and you see forty percent Derrick Rose jerseys. Right, exactly. <laughs> Marcus, yeah, man, we're here for our own. Happy New Year, man. We'll have to get you in studio one time this month. All right. Yes, sir. I'm ready for it. Appreciate- All right. Have a good one. Happy New Year to everyone. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it, man. Happy New Year to you and Marcus Jr. as well. Marcus Landry, former NBA player, also former uh, Wisconsin Badger, joining us here on the Pick and Save Pros postgame show. Thanks to Marcus. That's awesome. Happy New Year to him as well as everybody else listening to us right now, leaving the Five Surf Forum. 414-799-1250 is the phone number. We're here inside the Pick and the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin studios bringing you the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Uh, a lesser team that you can't finish off right away and and to echo Marcus's frustration when when you do have games like this and you have a team like that where you play down to the the opponent you're going up against those are just frustrating luckily these games don't come back to haunt you because the bucks are good enough to be able to finish the job late on in the game and ultimately uh the Timberwolves might have just ran out of time here because the Bucks didn't close out the game at all 106 100 was the score after Giannis hits a three put the game seemingly out of reach instead a quick three by Minnesota a turnover by George Hill or a ball goes out of bounds off George Hill Pat Connaughton has a chance to clean it up at the glass Maybe some contact, maybe not. Loose ball goes to Minnesota. They come out of a timeout and uh, get an awful shot, an awful take uh, by Dang, and that was the look that they got at the end of the game. And Brooke Lopez gets fouled with about two seconds left, misses both free throws with an opportunity just to completely ice it away. But either way, a W is a W is a W, and the Bucks have gotten 30 of those here so far on the young 2019-2020 season. Take a quick timeout. We'll hear from Brooke Lopez. Also going to hear from our guy, Radio Joe Zenzola, out in Pasadena. Matt Velasquez and Coach Mike Budenholz are still a lot to get to. Keep it right here. It's 105.7 FM, The Fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Bucks win tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves at Pfizer Forum 106-104. Welcome back. It's Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch with you on the Pick and Save Pro Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. 414-799-1250 if you were at the game tonight. Would love to hear from you. Is it some frustration? Is it some uh, lack of efficiency, lack of effort may be the issue. Some people are going to be a little bit frustrated that it takes this long to close out a team like Minnesota, a, a battle that the Bucks should have easily been able to walk away with. Luckily tonight, uh, the poor effort does not end up in a Bucks loss. I can only imagine the defensive effort there and the offensive output in the first quarter going to be something we hear from Mike Budenholzer when he uh, steps to the podium in about 10 minutes from right now. But the ability to close out teams is something that I think you build upon 
and can be a learned trait, right? Like, like you learn and grow mature into being a championship caliber team where none of these nights happen. There are still going to be steps along the way where you're going to get somebody's best shot. That wasn't Minnesota's best shot tonight. That was uh, their best shot would be Anthony Andrew Wiggins on the floor. Carl Anthony Towns also on the floor, you know, for like 30 plus minutes. Instead, you went up against the Shabazz Napier led team and that would be cool if it was the Yukon Huskies, but this team tonight uh, should have been put down a lot sooner than it was. Bucks allow the Timberwolves to hang around longer than we all would have hoped, but either way, the Bucks are able to finish the job later on in the game and win it 106-104 with a spectacular effort from Giannis tonight. 32 points and 17 boards, four assists as well, a couple of blocked shots, and on the defensive end of the floor, Brooke Lopez just becoming and stabilizing himself as one of the league's best rim protectors. Six block shots tonight. He had seven in a game a couple of weeks ago. Despite Brooke not shooting the ball well in the first two and a half months of the season. And that's not just a, a dig. I mean, the guy has not shot the ball well in the first month, couple months of the season. I, he would agree with me on that. I, I can pretty much wholeheartedly agree the guy's shooting just a smidge over 30% from downtown. And this is a guy that just from the field is a career almost 50% free field goal shooter. He's shooting almost just over 40%. So the the way that you negate some of those struggles that Brooke Lopez has had on the offensive end is by playing great defense and protecting the, na- the net. And we're going to hear from Brooke Lopez in just a couple of minutes from right now about that with Zora Stevenson. But first, 414-799-1250. We'll go out to Anaheim. Say hello to Vincent. Vincent. Hey, man. Happy New up, Year. Man? Happy New Year to you, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Hey, man. Like like Marcus Landry said, man, you, you want to be able to beat these teams. You know, you don't want Giannis out there. You'd like to walk but away with a couple it, of these games quickly. It does make it a way a little exciting. You know what I mean? Just take away, take away the, you know, the health. To take away. You don't want nobody to get injured. But this makes it a little bit more exciting after you've been dominating teams. For the past couple of weeks, man, you've been dominating teams left and right. I was surprised when I saw the score. I was like, what? Come on, man. But y'all barely won. But the only issue I got to say, you just got to know how to close out games, man. Like, I think I agree with you. The reason why Minnesota lost is because the time ran out, man. I mean, like, what? Did Lopez, he missed the free throws at the end, too? Or something like that? Toward yeah, it was, it was it was wild. There was there yeah, were a couple yeah, of random ones there at the end. Same thing like LeBron over here in the Lakers. And the reason why I lost against Indiana a couple of weeks ago because LeBron can make damn free throws, man. But... At the end of the day, as long as you get that W, no matter how bad it tastes, as long as you get the W, because it would have been worse if y'all would have lost this game. Because everybody would be calling in more and talking about how you lost, how, how only Giannis is the only one that stepped up. You know what I mean? So, but it's still, man, you're still on top. And if you did lose, you can afford to loss. Just, just one more, man. You gotta give my Raptors time to catch up. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, because I mean, we we got to make sure that we hit this 58 and a half. I think that's the biggest one on the oh, win exactly. total. Hey, Come I on, Vincent. We can't we can't slack any nights. I think y'all can do 61 this year. I think y'all can do it. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good, happy New All Year. Right, that's Mark uh, Vincent hanging out with us in Anaheim, California, listening on the Radio.com app, as you should be as well. You can also pause and rewind live radio on the Radio.com app. Like, if you just heard Vincent say, wait, you guys just said Marcus Landry on? Yeah, you can hit the Radio.com rewind app and just slide it back. Hear our conversation with Marcus Landry, the former Badger, and understand his viewpoint of the game tonight where you see a lesser opponent and the Bucks play down to that competition. Is that frustrating or can it also be a point in which you build off and you learn lessons from tighter games, right? Like sometimes in blowout losses, yeah, you learn or blowout wins. You can learn and appreciate to see Thanasis play at the seven minute mark, but nights like tonight, you do have a battle-tested game, and you're able to still win a game where you did not play your best basketball. I think that can be a little bit of a shining achievement at the end of the day. little participation trophy, sure, but you also got the win. That's the participation trophy that means the most after a game like tonight. Brooke Lopez has not played particularly well shooting the basketball, but defensively tonight, six block shots. 
in a game where Giannis can take over defensively. That's how Brooke Lopez won tonight's MVB, brought to you by Chevy, and he spoke with Zora Stevenson after the game. Brooke, good rebound there at the end, but this was an interesting one. Shots weren't necessarily falling. Things got heated. Why is a win like this maybe even more impressive because things weren't going the team's way? Yeah, uh, I think uh, that win definitely made us better. You know, uh, Minnesota kept grinding it out. They wouldn't quit throughout the game. They really uh, mucked it up, played hard, played well defensively, uh, made some big shots. So it was definitely a good challenge for us. Six blocks for you. How are you able to consistently every night play through calls, play through whatever is going on, and still affect things on the defensive end? <laughs> My teammates helped keep me under control a lot with some of those calls, but, you know, you just obviously got to stay focused on the game. We know what the end goal is, and we're all out here for each other just trying to get that win. You guys always talk about winning in different ways. Happy New Year, Brooke. You too, Zora. Thank you. That they did. They were able to find a different way to win the game tonight, and they do so on the shoulders of Giannis's 32 points and 17 rebounds. He was spectacular again tonight, as he has been pretty much each and every night, 13 of 22 from the floor. 5 of 18 from the floor was Chris Middleton. That is going to hurt the field goal percentage in the 50-40-90 campaign that Chris Middleton put together in the month of December. His ability to take over in some of these games is always going to be stressed. We know that conversation is inevitable every single time the Bucks do not blow out an opponent like they didn't do tonight against Minnesota, but 13 points from Chris Middleton may be a little bit disappointing as well. Let's take a quick timeout from the Bucks conversation. I know it's the Big and Safe Probes postgame show, but also a Pasadena postgame show. Talk to Radio Joe Zenzola live from California next after the Badgers lose, but the Bucks win. So let's all be happy. It's the Pick and Save Pros postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Joe Zenzola's inside the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios next on the fan. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, we'll hear from Mike Budenholzer as well as Matt Velasquez down at Pfizer Forum. This is the Pick and Save Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt. Appreciate you hanging out inside the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. You can join us at 414-799-1250. Also tweet the program at 105.7 FM, The Fan. You're going to do a little, are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? We're going to talk football here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Uh, yes, that, that is what we're doing. Thanks to the good friends at Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in service for every, any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs. Go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. 414-799-1250, live at 105.7 FM. The fan, now we go to the Great Midwest Bank hotline. Joe Zenzola, Joseph, they're going to win one of these things, man. One of these trips that you go out to for some Badgers football, they're going to win one of these, I promise. I mean, we've just started just, a new I, decade. I and promise, we're just off Joe. To a rousing start. Really. <laughs> I, mean, I promise, this, Joe. One of these this, times. This is, oh, God. No, you know what? It, it, it was, you know, if you look at that box score, clearly the Badgers are the better team. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, I mean, it was just. I mean, you blew them away from a yardage standpoint. Your defense forced Oregon to punt on so many situations. I mean, after that first drive, they just shut them up. Yeah. What but was that first drive? Like a 75-yard drive right out of the gates? They maybe yeah. gained 110 yards the rest of the four quarters. Yeah, there was even a point in the game where Justin Herbert didn't really see the field again for an entire quarter. I mean, there was like about 15 minutes that went by where – that Oregon offense never showed up again. The Badgers just own time of possession. But I, I, let's just let's just get this over with right now with just, just the recap. I mean, we'll start with just the mistakes. There were so many mistakes across the board. Um, the Badgers were pretty uncharacteristic when it comes to mistakes. This has been a pretty disciplined football team all year. They had nine penalties amounting for 79 yards. They had the four turnovers. Oregon was able to score 21 points off those mistakes. The Badgers also left points out there. You had a missed 47-yard field goal from Colin Marsh in the second quarter. And then they had another really good drive going, but they could only muster three points from that. That was 11 plays, 51 yards, 
in the third quarter, and it just seemed like the Badgers were in full control at that point. Paul Christ, he talked about it after the game. Huge, right? I mean, you lose by one point, and those are opportunities. And yet you just got to keep finding ways, and, and we, we didn't. But uh, all those are big. You know, we had – you know, we're, we're driving and we get a, you know, penalty. JT has a nice run and we get a penalty and, and didn't overcome that. You know, we uh, we didn't overcome ourselves. That's a really good way to put it. Really good way to put it. Yeah, yeah really. I mean, it, they they had this thing in the bag, Billy. I, there was a point where I was saying to myself, if they just keep putting these drives together and that defense goes out there and just does its job like it has the entire game, I just don't see how the Badgers can can fall apart here. But like Chris said, I mean, they, they tripped up on themselves. So you, you had four turnovers, two of which came in the form of fumbles, one of which was from Jonathan Taylor, who actually this season has done a pretty good job securing the football. I mean, he's had the knock in the past. His first two seasons, he's been a fumble machine, and some people argue that's why he wasn't able to be a Heisman finalist in those two seasons. Well, He's done a better job taking care of it. Today he had a costly fumble. He got, I mean, just stripped by Troy Dye. Then later in the game, as the Badgers are trying to establish another key possession in the fourth quarter, it's Danny Davis' turn. I mean, he, he didn't he didn't have a good game at all. No, did not. He, he did not look good. No, he didn't. So he fumbles in that game. Jonathan Taylor, he talked about those fumbles. Yeah, really, um, you know, with, with the turnovers, no matter – what the defense is doing, if you're taking care of the football, then turnovers won't happen. So poor job of taking care of the football, fighting for extra yards, you know, trying to trying to make sure you get the first down, keep the drive alive, and that's the biggest thing. You got to understand you have that fight, that passion in you, but at the same time, you got to be having, you have to use great technique with the ball. That's just an upstanding member of the NCAA, man. It's tough to see, presumably him go down with his final college game. Just such a great example of what a student athlete is supposed to be at that level, man. Absolutely, and there's another guy that I don't think we talk about enough. I mean, Chris Orr, this was it for him. Mm-hmm. And this, this this, was a guy who had so much to prove this year, you know, really becoming the new leader of that defense. Ryan Connolly and T.J. Edwards were the anchors of that deep, and they left, and Chris Orr was second fiddle to them. You know, I mean, remember, he was the one that got hurt in that game against LSU a couple of years ago at Lambeau Field. That's where Connolly took his job and never looked back. So Chris Orr finally gets his chance this year. He has been the vocal leader of this Badger defense. And, you know, you have to ask him, I mean, how, how does this kid take a loss like this? Because this is his last game as a Wisconsin Badger. Um, hurt, disappointment, uh, more so in, my, in myself. Or you feel like you let your teammates down if um, – you're interested in a leadership position. You feel like you let them down when you can't make a, find a way to you know pull it through for them. Yeah, it's just a it's, it's a terrible feeling. You know, this is the worst feeling in football is to lose a game and, and to know that it's your last time. You know, it hurts even more. You hurt more for you know, everybody else around you more so than even yourself. So, yeah, I, I would probably just say hurt. That, that's a tough feeling, man. Now, there are going to be more games for that dude because of, Joe, what you just said. He proved a lot as, as a football player this year, playing in the middle of that defense, being able to quarterback a defense. Do I think he's a long-term starter in the NFL? Maybe not. But you, you look at a second linebacker on a lot of NFL teams, Chris Orr is going to have some suitors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the, lead, the leadership goes a long way for him, and he, he was just a playmaker all over the field. Big time. And again, as an inside linebacker, I mean, he had, what, 10-plus sacks this season. I mean, he was just doing such a great job shooting gaps left and right. You, you had a hard time stopping him, and he had a good game today. I mean, it wasn't a great game by any means, but he helped stop that Oregon run. I mean, C.J. Verdell did absolutely nothing for the Ducks. Again, I mean, the only bugaboo – that Oregon was able to do well against the Badgers was Herbert with his legs. I mean, that was probably something that they weren't expecting. A lot of people have said this season that Justin Herbert, you know, he does have great speed. He does have great athleticism, but he hasn't been running enough. He's been more of a pocket passer. Well, today he beat the Badgers D with his feet, and he got three touchdowns out of it. But overall, Billy, I mean, the the defense 
did its job. They they did its job. It was the offense that really tripped over themselves. And sputtered and, and special teams don't help as well. I mean, I, I don't know right. exactly what Anthony Lottie is doing back there uh, catching punt. Joe, I, I never like to rip on guys, but first off, you're the freaking punter. So learn how to drop the ball and punt it away. I'm sorry, man. While we're all playing real football, playing real football, hitting each other, and you punt the ball into a net, connect with your foot. Now, isn't am, am I wrong? Is this not exactly how it went down against Ohio State? Yeah, it it, 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 it is. I don't know exactly. I don't know what he's doing back there, Joe. I'm sorry, man. I've seen a lot of football. I've never seen a dude drop two two balls as the punter in back to back games. Yeah, let me speculate for a little bit. Maybe there was a lot of spotlight under oh, sure. under Anthony Lottie. I mean, I mean, it, just think about it. And and I don't even know how these guys do it. These punters, these kickers. You think about their situation, okay? They got to make sure that they get the right snap. If you're a field goal kicker, you got to make sure that it's snapped properly, that it's going to be held properly. You just got to do everything you do to kick the ball. But also, you might have guys coming off the edge that are going to try to block it, mm-hmm. try to come after you. You're yep. trying to eliminate all of that. It's the same thing with punting. And for you, first, you got to make sure you get a good snap. Lottie did get a good snap. But and get it away. Ball, get just, rid of it. <laughs> can't believe it hands. can't believe oh, it just, yeah I, I i can't imagine what's going through his mind i'm sure he's really upset about that i you know that was the other thing too tonight i didn't have a chance to get down to the locker room afterwards because they were running the um, paul christ and company's podium and also the locker room session at the time i, no, I, I found it interesting yeah i did find it interesting though that you know, or and Taylor, you know, throughout that entire press conference, it was not, you know, they weren't sobbing through it. They were actually pretty upbeat about it. Chris Orr especially, um, I, I found that to be pretty interesting too. Again, I, Billy, I, if I got to put my money on it, Jonathan Taylor's going to the NFL. I mean, he has mm-hmm. to. But maybe this game, maybe the, it, it gets in the back of his mind like, you know what? it would be kind of good to go and do this again and try to redeem, you know, just, just for, for the team. Because we, we sure. know how Jonathan Taylor is. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, he is a team guy. Yep, and tomorrow, he's a great dude. Um, yeah, tomorrow on the show we'll uh, we'll talk about some of the leadership with Jonathan Taylor because Chris Orr had um, some really good things to say about it. But, you know, maybe this game, considering how it went down, maybe Jonathan Taylor says, screw it, I'll come back. Again, that's that's mm-hmm. wishful thinking, and and it's probably not going to happen. But you never know. Maybe a game like this actually motivates you a little bit to say, you know what, it's not about me. It's about the team and this Badger team, and that's what it means. Yeah, so, and see, that's the toughest part about it, Joe. To be completely honest with you, I would come back if I was Jonathan Taylor, but for a totally different reason, and it is because I, I would be thinking about me. He's so close to being the all-time record holder for rushing in the in the NCAA it would be tough for me to walk away from that well and that's the thing he's not someone that kind of cares about those records I mean, mm-hmm. he, he knew going into the year he really wanted um, to make an impression on everyone but at the end of the day he it's not about him it's about the team and Everyone has stressed how much of a leader he is to that team. I mean, he was given some speech today right before the game, you know, firing these guys up that, you know, that, you know, this is your moment. This is what you got to do. So, I don't know. Man, if Jonathan, if Jonathan Taylor can come back next season, this Wisconsin Badger football team's in pretty darn good shape. But it'll be interesting to see where they go without him. There'll probably be a greater emphasis in the passing game. That's for sure. How? But how was it, Joe? First time in Pasadena, it was. It seemed like an, another picture perfect night out there, man. It was um, probably one of the coolest things I've covered so far. Um, and, and you know, and I've had the opportunity to call, you know cover some really cool things: spring training, the U.S. Open. Um, but this was the Rose Bowl was certainly a bucket list thing. It's it's something it's a sporting event that you have to do in your life. And I don't care what what people say about it. I mean, people were telling me on social media for the last several days that, you know, who cares? Not going to be watching, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? There were 90,000 fans there today. And about 65 percent of that bowl was filled with Badger fans. Don't tell me that people don't care. No kidding. Um, I 
I, I mean, I, I took in everything today. I got out to that stadium about four hours early. I was out on the field, walking around, taking pictures. You can check out all the pictures and video that I have um, on our Instagram at uh, 105.7 FM, the fan, and also on Twitter at 105.7 FM, the fan, and on Facebook, our Facebook fan page. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. I, I took so many pictures and video today um, of just these cool experiences, and, and, and the weather was perfect. I mean, you just it, you can't go wrong with that, but just the mystique, the allure, it was there. I mean, this this is the oldest this is the oldest game in the books, and it was all there today. And um, very fortunate, very it, fortunate. Thanks, thanks to Mitch Rose and the mm-hmm. company for you know getting me out here. I mean, it it was very special. It's amazing because they they don't play the Cotton Bowl at the Cotton Bowl Stadium anymore. Orange Bowl has been torn down for a long time. Rose Bowl game is always going to be at the Rose Bowl Stadium, and it's something special. And it's sad that we can't do another Super Bowl there because they won't build any luxury boxes. But maybe it, maybe it's best that way. Maybe it is. Uh, just meant to be uh, a classic for this game. Joe, appreciate it, man. Can't wait to hear all of it uh, again tomorrow with all the breakdowns that you got in the locker room. And uh, safe travels back, my friend. I will. Thank you, Billy. And uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Yep, we'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. There he is, Radio Joe Zenzola, uh, covering the Wisconsin Badgers out in Pasadena. And you can, as he said, just a ton of pictures at 105.7 FM, the fans' uh, Facebook and Twitter pages, also 105.7 FM, the fan dot com where you can see full recap of what went down in Pasadena earlier today. We'll get another recap of what happened at Pfizer Forum today when we talk to Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That is next right here on 105.7 FM The Fan. Pick and Save Probes Post Game Show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North right here on 105.7 FM The Fan. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. Bucks win a slugfest tonight at Fiserv Forum 106-104. They play down to the competition just a little bit in tonight's game. No Andrew Wiggins, no Carl Anthony Towns. Bucks have to battle for a full 48, 106, 104 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's talk about it now. Guy that saw 48 minutes down at Pfizer Forum. You can read his column coming up tomorrow in the recap. Journal Sentinel, JS Online. It's Matt Velasquez on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Matt, that was uh, ugly to say the least tonight. 100%. Super ugly. Very, very ugly. Um, I, you know, a lot of credit to. Timberwolves, I mean, they had, you mentioned a whole bunch of guys out, not just those two, but, you know, Jeff Teague, um, Travion Graham, a whole bunch of guys uh, out, and they were feisty, they, they fought, they played hard, um, you know, it was a very, very defensive game tonight, um, also, you could also describe it as a game that, you know, lacked a very good offense uh, at certain times. It's too, a good way to put it. Defense. Yeah. Uh, it also, you know, was was a you know nice defense with you know not great offense, not great shot making. Uh, the Bucks though were able to to make enough shots late, get enough defensive stops late uh, to avoid the upset and remain unbeaten against teams under 500 this year. I know you cover the Bucks and and I do this post game show about uh, about the Bucks, not the Timberwolves, but just the the times that we've been able to see Ryan Saunders coach teams. I've been really impressed. You're right. I mean, they, they had every reason to kind of mail one in tonight, and that team fought for the entire 48 minutes. Oh, they absolutely did. You know, and they, they were undermanned. They, um, you know, they had guys out there. You know, they started a two-way player, uh, you know, tonight. You know, they had, you know, Shabazz Napier and Nas Reed and Gorgie Jang. Like, these are the guys that like, they were, like, leaning on for a lot of the night. Obviously, Rob, Robert Covington is a, a polished and, and solid NBA, professional NBA player, Josh Okogie's kind of up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, on paper, I think I, I started out my story with this. Like, on paper, like this was not a game. Like this was like the, the best team in the league at home against a severely depleted team. Um, you know, that has come in tonight was two and eight in their last ten, uh, and really just had no business, you know, being in the same you know same game. But you know, that's why you play them out. It, it, you thought it would be an easy Bucks win. It was a win. Uh, not easy, though. And talking about it a little bit earlier on in the program, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. 
yes, you want to blow teams out like this, and you don't want Giannis to take those minutes on the legs maybe that he had tonight. But, Matt, I, I think there's something to be said for, right, Giannis was talking about you, you had to learn how to get blown out in Philly. Now you learn how to win some more of these tighter games when you do not play your best at all. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lesson you want to learn often. You don't want to, like, keep, like, doing it. Um, you know, if you're in close games and you're playing well, that's one thing. But when you're not playing well yes. uh, and, and everybody can admit that you didn't play well um, and, and you're still able to find ways to win and get defensive stops when you need them and all that kind of stuff, but there's something you can learn from that. There's things you can take from that. You know, getting those clutch minutes under your belt uh, is something the Bucks haven't done much of at all this year. I think now they, they just still have, like, less than 40 clutch minutes throughout this whole season, um, you know, which obviously makes, you know, some sense when you have a, you know, coming into the game, they had 13.2, uh, you know, net differential. So they're winning by an average of like 13.2 points a game. Um, you know, so obviously you're not going to play a ton of close games, in, you know, when you're doing that. Uh, but you, you need to be able to, to go down to the wire and, and make some things happen. And uh, I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, there's one. And, and some of it is just trying to find a silver lining, and, and some of it can be trying to find other other positives out of the game. But once again, now you've won four straight, and you're 30 and five. You're, as you said, the best team in the league. But to, to find different building blocks off of for Mike Budenholzer, can some of these be ones where, you, where you're winning games and you're definitely not playing your best? Yeah, you know, and, you know, Bud wasn't very pleased with how, how it all went down. Good. Uh, I definitely I'm excited to, to hear from him. I mean, he wants them to play a lot better. Uh, they were average at best, you know, he said, in terms of their, their offense, especially down the stretch. Um, you know, this, there's, there's definitely room to improve, things you can put on film, uh, and you can get better at and practice over, you know, you know the next couple of days. I don't, think I don't think they're going to practice tomorrow, but I think they'll practice on Friday going into uh, Saturday's game against the Spurs here at home. Um, you know, so you, you kind of use those things as teachable moments, and obviously every team wants to, you know, enjoy those uh, teachable moments coming off a win as opposed to a loss. So, Matt Velasquez, I'm not too sold on why the NBA is playing these New Year's Day games, uh, but for you as a beat writer, how, how was the bounce back from New Year's Eve last night into a 7 o'clock tip-off for the New Year's Day battle? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. You know, I'm, it kind of just felt like I had a game last night, you know, instead of anything <laughs> else. I, 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 you know, I went to bed around 1 o'clock in the morning. That's All right. pretty standard for a, ga- for a game night. You know, maybe I had a few more beers last night than I would have had if I was covering a game. That makes sense. Um, de- definitely so. Uh, but, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. The, the nice thing was that my kids, you know, usually they wake up around 6 or 6.30 or 7 or something terrible. And, like, I woke up before they did. I was up at 8.30 and they didn't get till 9.30. So, uh, it, it, in any event, I, I think this is actually, like, better. Uh, at least for me. Probably not for most people. Probably not for most people. But I'm, I'm not... I'm not doing fun things on New Year's Eve, at least this year. Man, I can tell you that. You're, you'd be disappointed. Your boy missed it by six minutes last night. Uh, got got timestamp knocked out at 11.54. And uh, as I said, I woke up great today. Much better than I think 98% of Milwaukee. So it all worked out because we knew we had a game today. We had to perform. We had to be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, that's a good try, good effort. I mean, it's. You don't get a medal for staying up till midnight. Yeah, I'm very disappointed, uh, though. But I, you don't, you're not going to remember that next decade. <laughs> Ten years from now, you, you, you won't remember that, that going into 2020, you, you went to bed six minutes before, before New Year's. Like, yeah, it's whatever. You, you know, you just got to you know, watch the film, learn what you can, and, and move on. But I will remember these great conversations that you and I get to have after each and every Bucks game. Matt, we'll talk on Saturday night, all right? All right, let's keep them rolling all year. Let's do it. That's Matt Velasquez joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I love when Matt Velasquez comes on the show because just like that, as open and honest. Yeah, I mean, it felt like I played a game last night. That's the easiest way to say it. It's like you suited up. Got to do it. It's a work night. Sometimes sometimes those nights uh, out can be some of the, the best and worst, right? Like when you walk into the night of partying and it's like you're there for a competition, I said that about a couple of different uh, different choices of spirits, that there are certain times that you just enjoy and there's certain times that you drink competitively. And uh, usually New Year's Eve turns into being a drink competitively night. As I said, just not proud of your boy's effort last night. But, hey, as Matt said, I'll watch the film. I'll work on it better for 2030, and we'll be ready to rock and roll uh, all the way through. Guys, also, this 2020 
is going to be a decade of change, and it also should be a year of replacement. I mean window replacement by that. Guys, in as little as just one day, your home can be as as energy efficient as it's ever been and even more energy efficient than you could have ever dreamed, even in the wintertime when you replace those old leaky windows at Pella Windows and Doors. They don't just install new windows into your home. No, what they do is they're going to manufacture, measure, install, service, All of your windows, they're going to take out those leaky windows that are costing you money right now today, even in the wintertime, by sealing off the rest of the house. They seal off that room and that window off from everything else, take it out, put in a brand new energy-efficient Pella window, then they move on to the next one you have. So you're not going to have three different guys tearing up windows in three different bedrooms of your house, ripping it up, whole place is drafty for the next hour and a half, Instead, the Pellet team's going to come out and do it one by one and take immense care of you while they do it and also offer better than bank financing. One source for everything, guys. Innovations, you want that? The most innovative window of 2019 was the Pella window roll screen option that practically disappears out of you. You don't want window screens and blocking out the sun that we get in the winter. We only get like three and a half hours of it. So take advantage and soak all that fun in with Pella Windows. Guys, nine different styles of Pella Windows to fit your particular taste. You can go see them in person at the new Pella Windows and Doors Experience Center in Brookfield off of Blue Mound Road. Vinyl, fiberglass, maybe you're trying to fit some wood to the wood that you got in the floor. You want to make sure it all matches through. They can try to help you out and simplify your life. Replace now and save your choice. Get this. 10-year, 2.99 APR financing. 10-year APR. So you could be doing this and being able to pay this until 2030. Congratulations and thank you to Pella Windows and Doors helping you save for a decade or no interest financing for 18 months to approve credit for qualified installations. Guys, go check it out today. Make window replacement part of your 2020 vision. Stop in today or schedule your free in-home consultation at PellaWI.com. This is the Big and Save Probes postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. We're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer, the head coach of your Milwaukee Bucks and the MVP. Giannis Tedekumbo, straight ahead. Keep it right here. You got the fan. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Well, the enemy was severely outmanned tonight. Minnesota playing without arguably their three best players. In Jeff Teague, who is just a right knee injury, he was still suited up. Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns all did not play. Shabazz Napier led the Minnesota Timberwolves in scoring with 22. Seven different T-Wolves factor in double figures tonight. And Minnesota played hard, man. Kudos to, to the Timberwolves making this thing a game for a full 48. Bucks end up squeaking one away. 106-104 did not play well. Played pretty much down to the competition all night long. Felt like they kind of slept walk through the first quarter. Probably the worst quarter you've seen them play from an offensive standpoint. Just 19 points in that first quarter. And the Bucks allowed Minnesota to keep it tight all night. Injury report with the McCormick Law Office. Dan McCormick, your auto accident and work injury attorney. Bucks, well, rather healthy right now. Is Giannis back after a couple of days missing with the back? Eric Bledsoe back in the starting lineup as he started again tonight, but now out day-to-day with a thigh is Wesley Matthews. He did not play tonight, but Eric Bledsoe now 20 minutes in his second game back off of the injured list. He goes 4 of 10, 0 of 2 from the from downtown, just 10 points, 6 boards, and 2 assists. Giannis was spectacular tonight, 32 points and 17 boards, dished off 4 dimes in 31 minutes he spoke after the game. Uh, first of all, you know, I'll start with uh, you know, David Stern. Uh, learned about it when I woke up um, this afternoon. I want to say my uh, deepest uh, condolences to uh, the family. You know, I know how it is to uh, lose the leader of your family, to his wife, to his uh, children. You know, he means so much to the game. He made this game global. He gave two guys like me, Luca, Tony Kukoc. We can go on and on, Pagasol, all these international players. He gave us a chance. You know, um, 
and you know the game is gonna miss him. You know you cannot talk about the NBA without talking about David Stern. So definitely gonna miss him. Yeah, he was the one that you know, drafted me. Uh, before that, before he said my name, I didn't know know much. I didn't talk to him, uh, but you know, once he said my name, you know, my life changed. You know, my life, my family's life changed, and uh, he, a lot of people love him. Man. He's changed a lot of people's life, and he does probably knows about it. Uh, but you know, then we had the opportunity to go back, backstage and talk a little bit. He, uh, you know, talked. He had done research about me. He knew where I was from. Uh, he knew my story, so that was pretty cool. Obviously, you guys haven't been in a ton of tight situations this season, but to, to be in this, you know, close game tonight to close it out, what does it kind of say about you guys? We kind of learn about yourself. It's good. I think uh, sometimes it's good to, you know, we get. You know, by getting stops, uh, we, were able, we were able to get a stop at the end, and I uh, get get the rebound, and uh, was able to go to the free throw line. But uh, it's good being in close games as long as you win them, right? Uh, because you know you learn about yourself, you learn about what you gotta do better. Uh, we've been you know, winning a lot of teams by blowouts, by 10 points, 15 points, and um, in the playoffs, it's not gonna be like that. You know, uh, when you play a really, really good team, it's not going to be like that. So it's good to have uh, varieties of uh, games and uh, games in. You say that it does, every night is different in terms of what you need to do to help your team win. Sometimes it's getting stops, sometimes it's rebounding. Where do you feel like your team needed you tonight? Just making plays, man. Uh, starting the game wasn't as, uh, you know, effective as we wanted. It wasn't as aggressive as we wanted. Uh, you know, but when I went to the bench, they told me you got to keep making plays. Keep going downhill, keep trying to go to the free throw line, keep you know getting your shots up, and um, you know that's what I'm going to keep doing. That's what my team is want me to do. Even uh, some nights not going to be the night. You know, um, crazy not had a good night, but we told him like keep shooting. We need him to keep shooting. Yeah, hook shot you hit in the final couple of minutes, and then the next play you go essentially do the same look. You kick it out to Pat. Just how big of a weapon can that hook shot be for you? you know, we talked about trying to find you know other shots during that time. It can be it can be a really good shot, especially uh, you know down the stretch. If you can get to a, to a spot and just rise up, I think I could do it. You know over every anybody. Um, it's something I gotta keep working on it. And uh, there's times I've helped me, there's times that it hasn't. But uh, as I said, I gotta keep working on it because I think I'm gonna need it. My team gonna need uh, me to make those shots. <laughs> Definitely, I think um, he's doing a great job. Uh, definitely, he's uh, showing he's a big present in the paint, and uh, he's not going to back down from anybody. You know, he's going to try to block every shot. You know, um, there's going to be times that he won't get dunked on, uh, but he just he was upset about it. Like he was, in, he didn't run down the floor. You know, um, I think what, his name is Col- Culver. Uh, he said something to him, and uh, he definitely did not back down. He didn't allow that to happen, and uh, I like that. You know, personally, I like that. Uh, but you gotta, you know, be careful when you do it, you know, because if it's a close game, my cusses. But I like, I like that. You know, how much he wanted, uh, and he's not gonna back down from nobody. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, that's all well and good. I'm all in for standing up for yourself, not wanting to get punked, you know, not taking anything from anybody. I'm all down with all that masculine, manly stuff. But Robin Lopez, all right, get it. You, you got dunked on by a rookie. You're not happy about it. Don't go get a tech and go chase the kid down. Come on. Nice flex, though, by Giannis. What, I think his name's Culver? Yeah. Acting like he didn't know his name. Tremendous work. Love that. That's the kind of pettiness we like here on the Pick and Save Pros postgame show. Let's go inside the coach's corner. Mike Budenholzer after the game. Going to be a little bit disappointed with that effort against the Credit to Minnesota. They're banged up and the way they played us tonight. Um... You know, for us to be in a close game is a good thing. I, I don't know that we necessarily played well or made um, a lot of no, plays don't worry, that you we didn't. need to make you in didn't close games. Well. But I give the guys credit. That stop at the end was phenomenal. The defense by George to 
you know, not allow the catch by Napier, who's, uh, you know, had a great game and just get them out of their comfort zone uh, on that last possession. And I think that's uh, we want to be a defensive team to sort of win a game on a defensive stop is a good sign. What do you think of your execution offensively late in that game? I know you, you tried a couple different things, post up stuff like that, but just what do you think of that? Average, if if that, um, you know, I think that's, you know, we can I think look at the film. I, I don't think, you know, I think as a coach, probably got to do more. Um, we got to be better organized, better prepared. Um, I didn't think we were great, uh, you know, there late. The the post up for Brooke, thought that was a good bucket. Um, and, you know, sometimes we, we just didn't play great either, so um, a little bit of both. Is it kind of tough to find the balance of going with Brooke late against a, a mismatch like Covington and then also still keeping Giannis and Chris and those guys involved? Is that Yeah, and, I mean, for the most part, we've really just stuck with Chris and Giannis and, you know, and then sometimes Bled and, and Giannis and pick and rolls and things like that. So, But I think it's we want to keep um, Brooke as an option, including late, and, you know, um, and maybe – uh, that was one of the better possessions we had. So, again, I think as a coach, could probably do better and maybe part of better was going back to him again. Um, so it is it is hard, though, because, you know, Gian, you want the ball in Giannis's hands, you want the ball in Chris's hands. And so um, – but the great thing about the team is they're very unselfish. They'll do anything to win. And, um, you know, so I think we can be better. Uh, Brooke, defensively tonight, I mean, obviously the six blocks, but he seemed to have a pretty big impact. And I, I know he was a bit frustrated in the fourth quarter with those two uh, foul calls. Just with the, the challenge in general, are you, I don't know, finding any way of when to use them, when not to use them, and, and the whole system in general? No, I would say the only thing more probably saving it for late, um, where maybe it's a play, you know, five minutes or less, four minutes or less, and I uh, feel like maybe you can have a little bigger impact if you win a challenge there. We didn't tonight. Um, in general, the challenge has been probably um, just learning when and where and how to use it and when and why they overturn things and they don't. Um, just doesn't feel great for anybody, I think, so far, but there's still a lot of the season left. Is there any difference in, in what you guys... That's a great way to put it, Mike Budenholzer. Nobody knows what they're doing with these reviews. It's just like in the NFL. Nobody knows what they're going to do. And then half the time when they're about to, ah, you know what? No, we didn't see it. We're just not even going to review it. Like the pass interference that should have been called against San Francisco 49ers the other night. Don't get me into that. Pick and Save Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North. My thanks to Sam Schmitz for being down, hustling around, getting the audio down at Pfizer Forum. Joe Zanzola out in Pasadena for joining us. Matt Velasquez as well as Austin Delaney on the other side producing tonight. Great job, man. Appreciate all the help that we had here tonight. Appreciate you for joining us. Marcus Landry joined us as well. The jam-packed New Year's show. Bucks have a home and home starts up Saturday night against the San Antonio Spurs. I'll be here with you on that one as well. We're live at five, kicking it off tomorrow. Keep it right here. This is 105.7 FM, The Fam. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.